inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Well, Monday mornings on the campus radio station at Western University, there's a show called Outlook. It's co-hosted by brother-sister team of Brian and Carrie Kajewski. What you're hearing in the background is a bunch of canes at... In a hotel lobby. The convention in Orlando last July, the National Federation of the Blind Convention. We're very happy to be here on the CBC to sort of spread the word about Outlook and hopefully get more people listening and, and learning. We um, come into the studio with our iPhones and with something called a braille display, which is an electronic braille device, that it works Bluetooth with our phones. So we can read, our, we can read emails, we can read notes we've made off of our phones in braille, so we can, don't have to have our phones chattering with voice, voiceover. Uh, we can have it silent and be reading braille while we're talking in the mics. See, even that, I had no idea existed. That's exactly. amazing. Exactly. That's yeah. why we do this, because people would have no idea otherwise. So we're glad that you found the uh, CFB, Vicky, and that you came today because I think it's good that we talk about it. Um, You're welcome. But uh, what makes you? What made you reach out and find the Canadian Federation of the Blind in the first place? Because um, they're not that well known in Canada. I was briefly introduced to a Canadian uh, National Institute for Blind, and I was told that I should go get some help. And uh, I lived in PEI f uh, for a long time so that was the only option for me to go check out if there's national federation of blind there must be canadian federation of blind so I just put canadian federation and it came up and uh, i you know clicked the contact us button and that took me right to the president of cfb's uh, um homeland number we are here from bumping into walls which is a show similar to yours we do the same type of topic out here at cjsw in calgary alberta I'm a co-host of Bumping Into Walls. Talk about what it's like to live with, you know, a blind parent and co-parent. And it was a great opportunity, especially with that episode, to educate. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the areas with the biggest stigma, I would say, probably. And today we have our sixth guest on the show and our first sighted guest. All of our <laughs> prior uh, guests on the show were visually impaired, so it's nice to have a different perspective. Jonna McGrath, and I'm a violinist. I've been playing violin for the last three years, and she's been my teacher. I mean, I don't know, did you hesitate at all when you found out, oh, this student's reaching out to me, and she's, she's blind, you know, or did you just take it on as a challenge from the very... <laughs> no, I didn't hesitate. I was really excited. I, uh, I remember calling my mom and saying, you're never going to believe this is going to be really cool. I was like, I'm actually a little bit nervous. I was a little nervous because I had no idea how to first approach everything, mm -hmm. or I, and I didn't know um, how much you could see, if any, if any at all. Outlook is a radio show about blindness, but for hosts Carrie and Brian Kajus, it's meant to help listeners better see their world. Most people don't know anyone who's blind and it's it just sort of normalizes things and gets this stuff out there. And Over the airwaves, the brother and sister who were born blind open up about the challenges they face in a visual world. The rate of, of unemployment for the blind is so high and we want to 
fix that. The issues they discuss on air are meant to educate and break down the misconceptions people might have about the blind and visually impaired. We don't want to be preachy, but there are a lot of things that, that we need to talk about, that things we want to work on to make better, and we can only do that if people are, are aware that, that they occur in the first place. So they tackle topics like how to use Braille, transportation, technology, and the common mistakes people make while trying to help them. Sasha Long, CTV News. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> you are listening to 94.9 CHRW Radio Western on a Monday morning, and this is Outlook. Yes, welcome to our final episode of June. Mm-hmm. And it's summer's, summer's kicking in here. Yeah, we're up to, this will be our 10th month finishing up here of doing the show. And we don't really plan to take, like, all summer off or anything, so. We'll no, no, we'll, we don't take holidays from <laughs> this show. Uh, but, um, yeah, you, you were just saying to me the other day, is this this will be a 32nd episode? Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy how time flies, and yeah. um, obviously we've missed a few episodes here and there over the past 10 months, but we try to make it in as much as we can to we do miss, this show. We miss episodes when, like, for instance, we go to um, Canadian Federation of the Blinds convention, which was last month in Vancouver. Um, so that thing you just heard there was a sizzle reel, as I like to call it. Uh, just, it's really, I think it's really great. It got great reception. We, um, we, Brian made it for the convention so that we could tell everybody out there on the West Coast about, um, about Outlook. And, uh, it got, it got great reviews there. And it, cause it just, you do really well at putting those pieces together. So. Thanks. Yeah. It was nice to put together an overview of some interview clips we've had on, on our show and then some, some other, some CBC and CTV interviews that were done with us about the show. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, just an overview of everything. Um, Speaking of that, so we just wanted to uh, mention today that we have another um, another visitors uh, checking out what we do here with Outlook uh, from the media, and uh, that today that's um, AMI, so Accessible Media Incorporated. I'm not sure if a lot of people, if our sighted listeners may have come across the channels. Uh, I watch. Um, AMI t- television on my Rogers cable. It's on channel 888. And it's really great because um, not only do they have like, you know, weekly news magazine type pieces like the one I think we're going to be on. Um, yeah, it'll be airing in a few weeks. Yeah, AMI we'll weekly, keep you posted but, on that. Uh, um, this week, but, um, but uh, they, um, they also have, a, you know, a lot of, so the audio description is one of the issues I talk about here a lot on, on Outlook and one I've been you know, working on the last few years because I do love uh, media, and uh, a lot of it is not accessible. It's getting it's getting a lot better here in Canada. You know, I can turn on a setting and I can watch, um, you know, Anne on CBC, or I can watch Private Eyes on Global, and uh, it's it's got audio description. But um, so AMI's channels all audio description. So the they have you know like. Um, I guess they have, um, like, series with audio description. So, yeah, it's kind of the things you would find on the on the network channels, but on their channel, they they are that all every night, and they have movies and. Yeah, I've more so checked out the um, AM, if you go to ami.ca, you can find their um, their radio online radio station up there. Yeah, so they um, have the radio, AMI radio, and TV, and then yeah. TV, and obviously t- television in French also for. Here in Canada, but um, yeah, so we've actually been on um, AMI radio. We were on uh, Kelly and Company a couple times. Um, I think we were on their roundtable discussion a while back. That was fun, being put on the spot, but they're 
they're welcoming guests, um, hosts too. And and actually, I think he lives here in town, London. Uh, yeah, he Kelly. does. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess if we want to just kind of go back to the beginning of the show and what inspired us in the beginning, um, just to remind our listeners. Yeah, it's because as we're heading toward a year with with um, being here at Radio Western, uh, it's not quite a year, obviously, but close to. Um, we, um, I don't think, I don't know if we would have started this show if we hadn't found the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Do you think so? Yeah, not not, not necessarily because <clears throat> Carrie and I both were integrated in public school growing up, and we never, I mean, we had some blind friends and stuff, but we weren't weren't really involved in the blind community after a certain point. More so when we were kids, we were. Um, so hearing about this Canadian Federation of the Blind and raising expectations for blind people and blind people all running an organization and working together to make decisions um, by ourselves instead of having higher-ups or sighted people and other organizations doing this kind of stuff um, just seemed very appealing. And based on the conventions we've been to so far and our experiences, it's really been worth it. And it just it brought me back into this, this community and make, making connections with blind people and realizing that things are, things are getting better, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And it just, getting involved really wanted like inspired us to want to spread this message further and make people more aware of the Canadian Federation of the Blind and then just blindness in general. Um, so yeah, doing this show definitely stemmed from our introduction to the to the CFB. Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, yeah, we were in in school with all our sighted peers and um, we had each other, uh, but we had, uh, our two older siblings were sighted, and so we were kind of, uh, you know, straddling that line of of you know. The, the wider world, which is mostly sighted people, and blind blindness being there always, obviously. But and you just Canada is such a big place, and other than our small circle growing up, you just don't know who else is out there until you all kind of have this common cause. So yeah, I mean, we had you know we had a lot of great services from the CNIB growing up. Our, our parents got a lot of support from them, and we you know attended summer camps uh, and you know all these things, but. Um, I guess it, it was just nice when um, we a friend of ours introduced us to the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Like I said before, it, I don't know how many people have even heard of it in Canada, but yet the National Federation of the Blind has been going on in the, in the U.S. since 1940. And, um, you know, there are so many organizations and acronyms for Yeah, and it, it gets tricky to keep track of everything, but at the same time, it's nice that there are more options out there instead of being, yeah. you know... Yeah, well, that's all we're saying, and that's all we're asking. Yeah, it's having, keeping an open mind and being aware of what is out there and doing your own research or having your own, you know... Well, yeah, once we became adults and, you know, we started to see how the world was around us and interacting with that world. But, you know, I guess I had more sight than you growing up, uh, you know, you being just with light perception and me growing up with, you know, large print and... and um, I used to love to draw and, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I've lost uh, since be- growing up is the ability to see colors, which I really miss still. So, you know, sometimes they have that feeling like, like they say, you know, when you're losing your sight, but you've had some, and you were low vision, sometimes you get on this, ped- you put yourself up on this pedestal like, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to interact with other blind people because I got to try and fit into this sighted world. So what's the point in, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for some people to, to know where to, 
you know, where to be in the world when and you the, got both sides. And the difference is that, you know, it's the the CFB and any of these blind organizations, all, all blind people in Canada come from a cross section of society. So mm-hmm. everyone is still at a different a different level, a different point in their life. They have different interests. Um, so we all do differ, but we all have that uh, blindness in common. So organizations that are that are comprised um, primarily of blind people really open up your eyes and give you an idea of, you know, you can connect with other people that are going through different things, but also a lot of similar things and you work together. And that's, it's sort of the whole concept of the organized blind, which we're trying to work out here in Canada. Um, yeah. So when our friend told us about that, he wanted to sort of help, help grow the Canadian Federation of the Blind here in Canada. Uh, it's been around in Canada for about 20 years. Um, but you know, there was, it's only basically out in, in BC really. And we started it here in Ontario. So, um, our friend, really was behind all that. Uh, I went to guide dog school with him in 98. So I've known, we've known him a long time. Brian, you roomed with him in Toronto, lived with him. Yeah. So he wanted our help because he had been in, he'd lived in the U.S. briefly and he'd grown up in Canada and then he was back here and he just, he wasn't happy with everything he was seeing. Um, You know, but it depends on obviously your outlook that day, right? Things can look really rosy and you can be, you can be in a good place in your own life like anybody, or you can be struggling and find that, you know, there are things that are obstacles that are in the way. So when we found out the message of the Canadian Federation of the Blind, um, kind of just, sometimes I have a lot of feelings around it still, you know, guilt and and embarrassment and issues that I don't want to have. I want to be, you know, cool with it all, but uh, he just sort of explained how with the Canadian Federation of the Blind, they really look at it as that blindness um, is not the characteristic that has to define us, which, you know... Yeah, I mean, it you'll can... You'll say it doesn't, but sometimes... Well, it's it's one of those things where you... you that way. It is... It, you can sort of use it sometimes as... I don't know if an excuse is the right word I'm looking yeah. for. But yeah, like, you can sort of fall back, like, oh, I didn't... I wasn't able to do that because I'm blind or... And, like, there's just... There are low expectations still, even though yeah. it's not with everyone. It's not like everyone has um, these certain opinions. But overall in society, it's still blindness isn't really talked about. It's not really on the on the list of uh, major things that are discussed. And it's just bringing well, awareness to this. Yeah, to this awareness stuff is, because it's a big deal. I I cannot understand it from a, a certain point because you know for most people the idea of losing their 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 sight it's such a valuable thing to them. It's, it's right up there with getting cancer and a whole bunch of stuff that sounds scary, but really we know that we can have good lives and, um, we just have to work on raising expectations for blind people, including us. Um, because you know, low expectations, you know, it is the, it's kind of the real obstacle between blindness and us and, and achieving our dreams, but it doesn't have to be. And there are things we can do Having a good attitude gets you a certain way, uh, but, you know. And then we always talk about, too, how these, all of this stuff is, it's so important, but it can also be exhausting sometimes because <laughs> you also do want to get about your day and you can't, it's it's always that balance of being aware of what's happening and trying to make things better, but also not being, getting too down on it or too negative either. So it's always a balance you, uh, you face getting involved in all this stuff, but... Well, yeah, I so think it's totally worth it. It's been going on since um, the fall of 2017 here in Ontario. And so our friend um, is the chairman of Ontario um, of the chapter here or whatever we're calling it. Uh, and uh, I'm the secretary and you're the treasurer, right? So 
Um, yeah, so let, maybe let's um, talk about uh, a couple of the events that we have. Yeah, so the things, the kind of things that we up. do, really, uh, what we've been getting involved in since we joined, uh, other than me learning how to be a secretary. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we've mentioned the conventions. Uh, there's a Canadian one every... Um, well, it has been every May. We are on the committee and we're thinking of changing the date. But but um, that's always great because it, it brings you into, you know, one place for a few days with everybody. And you just get, I just wonder, yeah, I often wonder, Canada's so big and, and how many blind people are out there and what are they, what are their lives like? And, um, and sometimes, you know, it's nice to be with those people. So we went to the Canadian one and the, the, one, and the NFB in the States in Orlando last year. And that was almost 3,000 blind people in one place. And you just said, normally we're in a world full of sighted people and there's thousands of sighted people. Yeah, I mean, after going to the <laughs> so it's just after going slip. to the convention in Orlando, coming back, I was kind of like, wait, why aren't, where are all the blind people? Like, it was kind of weird going back into the sighted you, world you after that. You said that when you started school, for, too. For me, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you were five. Wait, where my sister, my friends, where's all the blind people here in my class? But I'd never felt that like since since I was a little kid, well, I guess. Well, you because, had more. You, um, you had more awareness, but yeah. Yeah, well, like just how I mentioned, I've been so far um, removed, removed from, from, from so that community. You're such a popular guy with these somehow, sighted somehow. crowd. <laughs> I know a lot of people. but uh, um, It's all through your music, basically. But. Yeah, so we've done a few different things. The one thing I wanted to speak on briefly here, because it's coming up, this Sunday is mm-hmm. um, a fundraising barbecues that we've been we've been holding. Um, I've talked about this on the show before, but I want to mention it again as there is another one coming up on Sunday, June the thirtieth, from eleven to four. Um, we heard heard about it through another guy from London here who hosts the show on Radio Western as well. Um, and Canadian Tire offers a, a spot with a barbecue and tables. Um, they offer that for free, and you just have to purchase the meat and the drinks. And you can hold barbecues, fundraiser barbecues. So we've been doing that for the CFB. Uh, we've had two barbecues already, and we have our third coming up on Sunday. Canadian Tire at Wonderland in Southdale. Stop by and um, help support a great cause. But the the main, I mean, we're not we're not a business looking to make money. We're looking to um, invest and make lives better for people and help people out. And it's not a it's it's not our goal. We're a grassroots organization, but well, you, we, we do need money to to make this very, stuff happen. We do a lot of we do a lot of things with very little money compared yeah. to some. You know, it's just amazing how much money organizations often have because they've had time to grow and and you know. But what we try to do, um, and I've learned a lot through this, uh, being the treasurer, I've also sort of been involved with the fundraising part of a lot of, of well, what we've been doing. Because you're a good, you're and, better with no, math and money than me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay with money. But. Um, so these barbecues are all run by blind people. Um, our friend, the chairman from Ontario, who um, introduced us to the CFB, he's he's been barbecuing a lot. So he yeah, he, he taught me, and um, we're having other uh, blind people from Ontario coming and future barbecues um, to learn to learn how to barbecue. And you know, we make hot dogs and sausages. And Carrie, last the last barbecue, Carrie handled the cash and the made people. change for everyone and greeting everyone who came and. Um, Eric, the chairman, and, and myself ran the barbecue and prepared the food and passed it to everyone. And it just, it's so very, it feels so accomplishing when, um, you know, you don't have people who can see they're doing things for you. You're, you're doing it all yourself. And it, it just, it's, it's very rewarding and there's, there's nothing quite like it. I also kind of, kind of compare it to uh, the more independence I got and was able to, you know, travel, go somewhere on my own and get home on my own. And 
it just it feels like you are an adult and you are part of society and it's it's just a very positive feeling which is what we're trying to get bring, uh, get across with this CFB yeah so uh, also this weekend we have um, our co-chair for Ontario coming here he lives in Barrie um, but um, we actually got him on board last summer when we had another one of our events that was quite successful then and uh, he came and found out more about the CFB also and wanted to wanted to help out so he's been great this last year um, so that's also an event coming up right which you do a lot of work all this work falls on you here in London because you live in London right well I was referring to the co-chair for this weekend coming for the barbecue yeah um, but I, I just mean we met him last summer at the social right yeah the social um, we're in the works of planning that and that'll be in early August. Well, the thing is, the fundraiser barbecue is different than the social. The fundraiser barbecue, people just come by after they're sopping and, you know, buy a sausage. Um, but the social is where we try and just have a, f- a nice day. It's a barbecue also, but uh, we have it in a park and here in London. And last year we had a good turnout and everybody seemed to have fun. So that that's good too. Um So that <laughs> you have your <laughs> notes. Or what? No, I was waiting for what you were going to say. Oh, no, I'm waiting for your notes. Oh. Well, we got uh, Bill C81 coming into effect. Yeah, if we want to get in some of the news of the day, uh, it was Friday. Uh, a lot of people have probably heard of this. It was on. It made the news and everything, obviously. But um, we have a lot of talk on certain things that we do um, about accessibility and including, you know, the AODA here in Ontario and, and you know, yeah, so how helpful is getting, that? Getting involved in, in the, this organization, the CFB, which very f- few people seem to have heard of so far, um, we're starting to learn about other organizations, um, like Carrie mentioned, the AODA, the... Um, well, yeah, it's just most people don't really know about these things. And even even at workplaces, um, I was recently um, worked briefly at the Grand Theatre here in London, and they were very, very accommodating. It was such an amazing experience, but there was issues with their software accessibility. And yeah. even a company like that, you mentioned these organizations like the AODA that are supposed to be in charge of uh, making sure Ontario people from Ontario with disabilities have accessible work workplaces. But a lot of the, a lot of employers and companies aren't even aware of this stuff because it's all it just kind of happens um, outwards rather than from the beginning when they build from the ground up when they design yeah, these we places. Show so up, we show up saying, you know, we want to work hard and we want, you know, we want to work for you. And a lot of them are, are, are very welcoming, but th- once you get in there, they're, they're, they realize as, as well as you what... And they're, they're learning uh, as well because they haven't, you know, the, the employment rate, we're not, we don't want to go into statistics because those are always pretty difficult to sort of yeah, we have that totally pin time. down. But there is a there is a high unemployment rate for blind people, and we're trying to change that. So, um, this bill C eighty one is Canada's first federal accessibility legislation, and it received royal assent on Friday. Yeah, big celebrations um, there. So, capital again. It's another it's another thing where you wonder where is it actually going to lead? What's it going to? How much enforcement? You know what what's going to come from that? And you know, it depends on who you ask. Some people are more pessimistic. Other people are trying to remain hopeful about it because. You know, what can you do? You can, these things sometimes happen, you know, glacially slow, slowly. So, um, um, but yeah, it was, uh, the Honorable Carla, Carla Qualtra, 
uh, who is the Minister of Public Services and Procurement and Accessibility. <laughs> so very, very long title. But she's definitely, um, it's, it's so great that this Accessible Canada Act has finally um, made it this far and it's, it's, it's being worked on and hopefully it does, it does uh, result in improvement because, you know, every Canadian, it says here that every Canadian deserves the opportunity per- to participate fully in their community and workplace and to have an equal chance at success no matter what disability they may have. So this is ongoing stuff, and um, there's so many different groups out there that, that deal with this stuff, so it's, it's, it's kind of um, spread, spread around, and, you, and it can be confusing. Yeah, nobody. sometimes you don't know what others are doing, so it's just hard to, hard to know. <laughs> That's why it's, just, it, it is, it's not really practical to be, to be so, like, sure that you don't need to know any other blind people and I, I, I you know I'm stuck with you because you're my brother so I know you and I always will but you know you, some people would rather not think about this stuff and if they you know we had we had a great upbringing and our parents were you know very good at adapting and you know proud and supportive um, but some sometimes people have have different situations right growing up and they, they they're not given all the same tools but even even with all that we had it still can be a struggle as you're as you're finding out with the job search and uh, as i found out the last few years with all these issues that the canadian federation of the blind has kind of been supporting me on as i said last year with accessibility i i tried to work on um getting audio description for more movie theaters because I had a lot of problems with it. Now, again, it depends on who you ask. It is pretty good sometimes at most theaters. Um, but I grew up in, I live in a town called Woodstock with about 40,000 people. And our little theater has no audio description. And I think in 2019, there should be everywhere, right? But what kind of expectation do I have? I don't know, because that's just not the case. So last year I started a survey trying to find out in Canada what other blind people's experiences have been with this sort of thing. Um, You hear about it everywhere now, museums becoming more accessible, art museums even, you know, all these kind of things. And and you did, you did really well because this, you know, this, all of this stuff for us, we say it's, we've been involved with the CFB for um, just almost two years now, but it's all so new to us, and we're learning along the way as we do this. And it's well, we're learning how to advocate for ourselves. It's all a learning experience. Like Carrie got kind of down on her survey because she thought, "Oh, I didn't get enough responses. I didn't put enough of this or that into it." But really, it's a learning experience. You pulled it off. You did. You you put it out there. Um, AMI, our guests who are here today covering the show. Yeah, they did. Um, they they uh, helped promote so. Carrie's uh, descriptive survey last year. So, you know, it's, it's all about just practice and the. I think the, the way I look at it is just don't go away. Like the CFB, we're going to keep at this. We're going to, even though sometimes it's tough. Sometimes, sometimes it's, you throw your hands sometimes up. Sometimes it's like, why am I getting involved in this stuff? It's such a gradual progression. But you're not going to get anywhere if you sit at home and on the couch and do nothing. So No, I know you love to sit at home on your couch. But <laughs> yeah, it you is comfortable. Know, it gets you nowhere <laughs> other than relaxation. Yeah, relaxation is important too because it all is. of this stuff can get very stressful. So... Yeah, we're running out of time here. We've got about a minute left. <laughs> well, um, what else my note said? I am without a Braille display, and I find that very, very difficult because I'm a writer, and I yeah, we mentioned with the notes for the show. We mentioned on the sizzle reel at the top of the show how we use our Braille displays in the studio so that we don't have to have our voiceover talking on our phone. Um, that way I could cue up this music that I'm about to play for the outro. And, and even me just knowing what time it is. Looking at notes, yeah, keeping up on left. time. 
Um, but these braille displays are also very, uh, they're very expensive and they're not the most durable. Um, so I've dropped this before in the, in the, after leaving this show actually, and, uh, had to, had to send it away to get fixed and carries is, carries is currently out of commission, out of commission being fixed. So, so, so as a writer, then I focus on audio, the, the projects I have going with you because, uh. I think we do some good work together when we put our minds to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a fun 10 months, and uh, we'll be back next Monday for Canada Day. Oh, yeah. Um, and we actually we do have a, an email, right? An email now. If yeah, we have an email now. Us. If anyone wants to drop us an email, it's um, outlookonradiowestern at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at outlookcfb. So yeah. check us out. And I um, want to thank our visitors here today. Our piece will be on in... Stay tuned in the coming yeah, weeks. Yeah, in, in a few weeks it'll be uh, airing on AMI television, so we'll keep you up to date on that. Thanks again. Yep, have a good day. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook facebook.com slash outlook on Radio Western.